0: Alright, hello everyone, this is Aaron Fletcher Smith, and sitting to my uh, absolute left, not relative, but absolute left, um, <laughs> we've, we've measured it and we've determined that there's no negative numbers present, um, is Dan Grubb, Hi. and this is the Dan and Aaron Lycorama Music! You know, what many people don't know is that we actually trademarked that music and copyrighted it. We mailed letters uh, to Library of Congress and, and that, that theme song, uh, which we've worked so hard to um, draft and compose, is now um preserved in the library of congress it's a national record
1: yeah take that notre dame
0: dan right yeah absolutely also take that sonichu um sonichu i'm we're not we're not doing it here we're not doing it now another day another time okay trust me um all right that is
1: the notre dame fighting Fight song,
0: right? I'm gonna agree with you. I don't. Know. I
1: think that's whose fight <laughs> song is. I yeah. most I heard it first uh, from a Looney Tunes where uh, there was a box marked rubber band, mm-hmm. and out of it <laughs> were rubber it bands. I remember that. Yeah, and, and you know, in the different shapes of <laughs> yeah, a marching band, yeah, and yeah. it was <laughs> Mel Blanc. Like, yeah, yeah, e- 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 <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Yep. 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 Yeah. Um. So. So this is
1: part two of us talking yes. about uh, a selection of our favorite comic book arcs. Yeah. Over the years. Yep. Uh, and uh, I don't know whose turn it is. So what I do don't you think? Oh, either. you. Uh, you. Talked I talked about civil, civil war. war so yeah.
0: So know? you can go ahead with.
1: Uh... Um. I've got uh, some here. You know what? This is one single issue. And I think it is absolutely fantastic. Okay. Uh, This is from Ryan North and Erica Henderson's run on The Unbeatable Squirrel Girl. Okay. And uh, so this is from 2015. And I don't remember if this was the first number four or the second number four. (laughs) Um, Because... In the same year, they had two number ones.
0: Okay, because
1: right. it went to like number seven, and yeah. I fr- it, I, it might have been something where like the whole line of comics got reset uh, to one. Uh, it was
0: another like cold reboot or something. Okay, it might have been something like that. Right. But
1: for some reason, they went back to issue one. Okay, All right. after if you like seven. Okay, so it's number four, and it's the one where. Your pal, Doreen Green, Squirrel Girl, fights Galactus. <laughs> so. Not single-handedly, now. Okay, all right. She has her squirrel friend tippy-toe with her.
0: So, I just want to make sure, because I have not followed <laughs> Squirrel Girl, I have seen comic book art of her, and I've seen her action figure in stores.
1: Ooh, she... that's cool. Okay,
0: the action figure is great, great, by the way. I, I at some point remind me. I'll see if I can next time I'm at Target. I'll pick one up for you. But it's it's a it's not just Squirrel Girl. It's a set. It's Squirrel Girl on her moped <laughs> with and the way that they package the figure, there are squirrels like little plastic action figure squirrels flying behind her,
1: Excellent. like almost
0: as if they're falling off of her. Yeah, awesome. So I'll find that at some point and I'll I'll see if I can make sure it shows up at your <laughs> doorstop. Yeah.
1: Um. So yeah, uh Squirrel Girl is uh Doreen Green and she has all the powers of a squirrel and all the powers <laughs> of a girl.
0: Okay, okay. All right. all right. Uh
1: and uh the it was 50ish uh issues written by Ryan North who right. did Dinosaur Comics and right. still does do Dinosaur Comics, which I completely love. Right. And the artist Eric Green, I really love her art because uh you know, she gives every she gives people like bad teeth right and uh just everyone is not they don't everyone's oh, not like buff. okay
0: all right all right it's very much like it, this reminds me of the um almost like the Steven Universe style of comic writing yeah comic, uh, it's it's art. more like
1: that yeah everyone right. has like wide cheeks and a wide nose and it's just uh it's not a world where every single person is has the idealized right marble statue physique right um which is great and it goes for everybody not just the main characters right um so and like every issue it opens with uh uh, ba- the the comics equivalent of Twitter.
0: This is on its way to you now.
1: Oh, right Merry Christmas! Yay! <laughs> Thank you.
0: You're welcome.
1: Uh, uh, and it starts with uh, Galactus tweeting, "Hey!" in all caps, of course. Yeah. Hey, guess what? I'm coming to Earth to devour the entire planet, <laughs> and nobody knows because I put my ship in a stealth field. <laughs> Wait, wait, you say. Aha, uh-huh, now we know you're coming because oh, you so just posted tweets. it on social media. <laughs> Only you are not saying that because nobody knows I'm coming because nobody follows me on this stupid site. <laughs> dot, dot, dot. Hashtag FF Galactus. <laughs> I love it. And I love yeah, it. Tony Stark and Squirrel Girl often right. have a have a back and forth. This is one of my Iron Man parts.
0: I've been borrowed, and now uh, there's a big hole in my building, too. Any idea? <laughs> wow, dude, those suits have Wi-Fi in them. I can go online. My way to the moon? Tony to the <laughs> So, yeah, Squirrel Girl That's has correct. stolen one of one Iron of the Man's armors. suits. Right.
1: And so, uh read that first page. <laughs> this is the first page oh, of
0: the story. Gosh, that wasn't so hard after all. The moon. <laughs>
1: So yeah, that's awesome.
0: The The end. The
1: captain says the moon, and it's Squirrel Girl sitting on top of a knocked out Galactus
0: in a very retro spacesuit, which is great. Oh, that's funny.
1: Well, gosh, that wasn't so hard. (laughs) The end, and And then it's letters to from the. So it's the end of the story. Oh, that's
0: fantastic! Oh, that's absolutely It's that the complete end of fantastic. the comic, and then oh, the
1: caption. Okay, fine, I guess it's not the end. <laughs> and she's like, she goes, "It certainly was great how we stopped Galactus, Squirrel Girl." <laughs> <laughs> um, and they're like, "Blah blah blah." He goes, mm. "So." Want to go over how we defeated him again? Oh, Oh, sure. sure. And then it goes, you know, earlier. Mm -hmm. And uh, Squirrel Girl is great because oftentimes the way that she wins a fight Mm -hmm. is not with punches, but with talking.
0: Okay. And she's
1: sort of like oh, I get it. You're trying to get this.
0: Yeah, right. Let's
1: find a way so you can get this without resorting to violence. Oh, she reasons with like, them.
0: Okay, all right.
1: Oh, yeah. that's great. And she's like, we can we can both win. Yeah, right.
0: right. Everyone
1: can go home happy.
0: Yeah, I see Silver Surfers there and, and the Fantastic Four. There. Yeah, they're oh, like great.
1: talking about the way it usually goes. <laughs> this and, is how, yeah, right. And so, yeah, Galaxis is like, oh, I've
0: tried that before
1: is like uh yeah usually you know usually when i survive is like uh um everyone would be like it's galactus wow what a surprise only not really because you literally sent Sent a person person to to warn warn us us. he's silver and has a flying surfboard from space and he made a sky he made the The sky sky look like like a bunch of rocks rocks. pretty
0: hard to miss (laughs)
1: Yeah, and so he's like, yeah, oh, so I'm just going to come eat the planet. She's like, wait, wait, no, no, don't do that. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> then so they just start talking.
0: It's just an ethical discussion. Oh, that's so and great. And he's like,
1: well, anyway, I'm pretty hungry. <laughs> so, bye. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, she figures out how to, how to reach him and then she goes, wait, I know your secret. And she basically says, your secret is you're just a hungry dude you need and he goes yes life energy calories it's <laughs> like what it's like yes calories and so she tell she explains to him the how, concept
0: of calories
1: how nuts uh are a great source of, of calories. calories they're really condensed oh my god and so she great. finds him a planet with so many nuts and it's just <laughs> i see that nuts. look at that forest planet he's on a oh, forest planet so full of various of kinds nuts. of nuts <laughs> and it's like wow this is great and so galactus leaves the earth alone and everyone's happy oh that's so charming and that is how squirrel girl defeated galactus
0: that's so funny oh my by God, talking with great. him
1: and that's finding great. him a better place to that's go that's right and you know what
0: she's not wrong
1: she's not yeah wrong.
0: i've recently started dieting, and one of the things <laughs> that i found is that one of the healthiest sources of high calorie Without doing too much fat intake
1: is nuts. Yeah. So congratulations,
0: Squirrel Girl! Good job. That was yeah. that was very resourceful. <laughs> yes, that
1: was good. That was good. That was good. I
0: like that. That's And awesome. it's
1: just, it's one of the funniest of the big two. It's one right. of it's one of the funniest, if not the funniest, right. uh, comic to come out of them in the last decade. That is that is stellar. I love that Squirrel so Girl. Good. I love it. And she was gonna have a TV show. And then it didn't go. And then they were going to do a series mm-hmm. that I was going to have her in. It's like, well, maybe it'll happen. Maybe right. not. I don't right. know. And it's, it's just like. Yeah. Yeah. Just put, us, put just, her in. Just let her, her do her. She's little, great. Yeah,
0: yeah. Do like a six episode thing. Do like a Netflix thing.
1: And then yeah. they did. Uh, I think it's on Disney Plus. They ended up doing like a version of it mm-hmm. where it'll be like one episode about. Right. That focuses on one of them. Right. The sort right. of the, yeah, you know, the sort of younger. Um, the young warriors, the new warriors. Okay, all
0: right.
1: And so yeah, it's like Squirrel Girl and Nova and Spider Man and and the the sort of teenage guys, right? Teenage yes. heroes. But yeah, she's That's she's fantastic. the best. That's she's awesome. great.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm. The more you suggest Squirrel Girl to me, the the more I'm thinking I may have to go pick up some comics and I'll read them between the girls and me because uh, I, I we love. Quirky off characters, yeah. The, the girls particularly, they love quirky off characters. Oh yeah. Like the biggest reason that they like Spider Man now is because of John Mulaney's Spider Ham
1: oh. into the Spider Verse. Yeah.
0: And when we found out that there's his own isolated Spider Ham comic, we read through that and we yeah. were like, "This is great!" You know? Yeah. 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 yeah.
1: Spider Ham's fun. Yeah. 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 Spider Ham's like the like Batmite and Mister yeah. Pixelic. Right. It's it's the same Mister Nixel Piddleic. Yeah. yeah. The yeah. same sort of idea of. Just completely goofy. Um. So yeah, Squirrel Girl That's number good. four.
0: That's good. I like that. Is excellent. And Galactus. there's
1: a there's also like a one off book. Squirrel Girl beats up the Marvel universe. <laughs> Which I'm assuming is similarly is
0: like you know having a conversation with them about you know yeah, yeah I also I I, I want to also note that the cover of Squirrel Girl uh, Squirrel Girl versus Galactus is. Absolutely inspired by Marvel vs. Capcom, and yeah. the 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 characters. It's it's, it's very
1: sixteen bit.
0: Yeah, it's the it's the exact same pixel art from Marvel versus Capcom, and it's freaking fantastic. I love it. Yeah, it's great. Um, all right. Well, I'll do. Um, I, I'm gonna preface this by saying that, um, again because I'm not a big Marvel or DC person. All of the comic stuff that I read is largely just. I see something on TV, and then I want to see more of it in comics. Mm.
1: Um, so
0: mm-hmm. um, the, the next two that I'm going to talk about are not Marvel. They're not DC. It's not any of the major comic well, comics. Oh, good. Yeah, mix it up. Uh, it's Well, <laughs> mix it up isn't trash it up, I guess, because um, I'm going to go down into Star Wars and Transformers, because that's what drives me. Cool. Um, but um, that being said, there is... This comic, it is, um, there's a six, six comic run that occurred on Dark Horse Comics, and I think it was 94, 95, and it is Star Wars Dark Empire, Mm. is uh, done by, I think it's written and illustrated by Tom Vietch and Cam Kennedy, and um, it does, in the span of six comic books, what a star wars trilogy usually does in like three and a half four hours oh wow and it is astounding Hmm. the, the other thing that it's really significant for is that it is one of the first so there was a marvel run of star wars that occurred um, through the 70s and into the 80s, which was a right. parallel Star Wars Cause series. Because they didn't know
1: what the movies were going were gonna to be. <laughs> right. And they, would, they were slowly
0: integrating and, and writing in the characters and then taking them out and stuff like that. It had Jackson, the giant green space bunny, which, you know, <laughs> yeah, it, it, was, it, it was 70s, 80s Marvel, you know.
1: I had uh, um, an arc of X-Men mm-hmm. from, like, 77. Right. And I loved one of the ads in it. Yeah. was for Star Wars figures from Kenner with Hans Solo. Hans
0: Solo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like, who's this guy? I don't know. <laughs> oh, some yeah. like Norwegian yeah. guy. Some German guy, right, I guess. Right. Actually, on that, <laughs> uh, um, this is this is more of an errant thought. You know, I'll actually I'll talk about it later. But um, uh, the. the the Transformers uh, comic book writers had absolutely no idea what the cartoon show was going to look like. Oh, really? And so the first episode <laughs> of the Marvel 1983 Transformers comic, they're drawing the characters exactly to the toys. And so some of those characters looked nothing like the toys when they showed up in the cartoon show.
1: Oh. Um,
0: and yeah. Yeah. Because the the cartoon artists took a shit ton of liberties with, for example, Ironhide and Ratchet. Um, Because Ironhide and Ratchet transformed into these, like, face shield van things with a giant repair bay that fell off of the back of them. And in the cartoon show, Ironhide and Ratchet turned into a series of rectangles with a head on the top, a (laughs) normal-looking Transformer robot, right? And so the comic book in the comic book, they're like, (laughs) you can tell that the artists are struggling because they're like, I don't know how to position this face shield mecha robot guy. So we're going to draw him in the corner. Then we're going to draw the much more human looking characters over here. And then we'll figure it out later. And it's like by episode, by like comic three or comic four, the cartoon show had come out. And then they just completely, you know, secret silent retcon, you know? Yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. The one that always got me, uh we didn't have the toy, but mm-hmm. some uh, friend did, yeah. I think. But uh and it was just the like huh? Yeah. Um scale wise. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Megatron turning into a handgun. <laughs> <laughs> Big yeah. robot the yeah. size of Optimus Prime who right. turns into the cab of a semi truck. Yeah, yeah and yeah. then the trailer just shows up from somewhere yeah. no matter yeah. where he is yeah. it yeah. just appears
0: the fans have spent years <laughs> years on this and and they spent so long on it that some of the fans started writing for the comic book series uh they were writing for idw which is oh yeah completely yeah. separate from dreamwave but idw the the comic book writers that had started as fans canonized a bunch of these nerd fandom ideas oh, okay. and so they were like you know what when megatron transforms from a tiny walther p38 pistol into a giant decepticon warlord he is stealing mass from a pocket universe <laughs> and and it's been it was the dopiest fan theory for years right it was so stupid right and everybody I remember reading the the oh fan boy. forums like back in like the nineties, early two thousands, and I was just like, That's so dumb. It's a kids show. Who cares? Right. But these guys were creating a long term continuous series of comics and it's Transformers ongoing. It's not Transformers, yeah. we're gonna do a mini series and then it's all done. Like they it's could say, like, well,
1: here's issue 200. Yeah, it's yeah. like
0: we need to get this in so that we're building the lore. So they were like, all right, sure, mass shifting. <laughs> the mass shifting, he's born from a pocket universe to become bigger and then become smaller.
1: Because and when you look at it,
0: that's also the, when you
1: look at the toys, yeah, you're like, because in the cartoon, Starscream picks up this, like, he turns into a, not a Walter. Well, he turns gun, into a generic-looking gun, but looking he turns gun. into a, a, right. a cartoon a laser giant laser, right. and you're like, right. "Okay, he's holding his boss and shooting it. Right, right. But the toys, you're know, like, it would be like if you picked up. Is like oh the enemies are coming. Let yeah. me grab a six foot tall handgun <laughs> yeah, right. and uh, wrap my arms around yeah, it and right. try to pull the trigger, <laughs> pull the trigger. Yeah, which, right. which takes it's like a foot and a yeah. half to yeah. pull the trigger yeah. back to yeah. fire. Late you yeah. know. No, they use they it's completely insane.
0: They use that in the comic book universe to cover so many of the scale issues, mm. and also that's where Optimus Prime's trailer goes. Is yes, it goes to the pocket universe. universe. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, he later has, on they explored... he has a
1: bag of holding. Exactly, that's, that's exactly he is. It. yeah.
0: He has he has the Transformers equivalent of a bag of holding. <laughs> they they later on explored that concept because there was one of the characters discovered how to um, hack uh, the access codes to the pocket universe. So some of the characters were stuck <laughs> in robot mode and stuff like that. The was,
1: access codes. That's yeah. funny.
0: Well, yeah, it's you know it's Transformers. So everything has to be highly everything technical. Has to, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's,
1: I mean, I I guess. All right, you know, what? I guess it's no sillier than you know Doctor Strange. Or oh, something. absolutely,
0: yeah, it's the same like wink and a grin stuff. So we've talked Transformers now, and I'm totally gonna come back to Dark Empire later because now I'm in a Transformers mindset. Okay. Um, so Marvel Transformers <laughs> yes. runs from 1983 through um almost 1987, 1988 okay and they did their best to keep up with the tv show but there was a point where the toys were being released faster than the series could integrate them into the cartoon show and at a certain point they were like you know what like flash a title card of that character have like some random ass line of dialogue recorded and then get rid of that character because we don't have time to introduce every one of these right they had a good guy of the week and a bad guy of the week for for a long period of time through 1985, where they'd be like, I'm Inferno, I'm a fire truck, and off he goes. <laughs> I'm Power Glide, I turn into an A-10 Warthog, I'm the Autobots' only airplane, and off he goes, right? That's-
1: they have really high voices for giant robots.
0: <laughs> they do. It's, you know, none of them had hit robot puberty at that point. Um, that happens later. They, they, they went. They retconned that. I yeah. have
1: to go to the garage yeah. to get puberty. Yeah, I have to go to the pocket universe and take care of this.
0: <laughs> Hello, now I am a robot. You know. um, but so they, um, it's like a, a, a seven, eight year period of comics and they packed so much story into it one of the most amazing things that they did was that at a certain point um, Simon Furman who took over as major creative content control for the Transformers Marvel comic books he creates a backstory as to why Unicron is coming the planet eater, the devourer of worlds who is going to eat Cybertron and how he has been summoned by the cult of Unicron and um, how like Optimus Prime dies at least three times in the comic <laughs> book series, and the the wildest one, and I, I'm gonna bring it up. The absolute wildest scene in um, the Transformers Marvel comic books is um, a handful of characters get dropped into an alternate universe. In an attempt to try and find um, the original Optimus Prime and bring him back. And oh. Optimus Prime is working with a new crew of Autobots to try and save his old friends that got stuck in the past. Right? And okay. there is a moment, and it is one of the coolest moments in, <laughs> in comic books for me, is that... Um, uh, Wheeljack, and I'm, I'm saving this because I'm going to show it to you, and, and you're going to go, whoa! Wheeljack, who is uh, Optimus Prime's like faithful mechanic for years, yeah, is yeah. like, Prime, I am a mechanic. I have never done temporal relativity. I don't know what forces we're messing with here. I'm not sure who we're about to bring back through this gate. Then Prime is like, well, it has to be either Ratchet or it has to be Cliffjumper. And he lists off a series of Autobots. And he says, it's one of them. Just bring them through the gate. Just open it, Wheeljack. And Wheeljack does so. And out comes a fusion of Megatron and Ratchet that is merged Whoa. together in the most, like, Lovecraftian dysmorphia ever.
1: Wow. Yeah.
0: And,
1: and it, then it, said, it, that's what? Like, 87 or something? That's, uh... 1988? Something. Uh, let's see. Because I mean, let that yeah. looks very much like, yeah, mid '80s. Yeah, okay. it's Everything like '86. Yeah, it's '86,
0: '87. That, that
1: looks like something. Uh, yeah, it's it's like. Yeah. Their faces are melting together, right? Halfway. And, and this is
0: this, this is the theory. main. This is the main splash. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're like the parts are falling out of their bodies and stuff, and all it's they're doing like, is it's screaming. Like
1: you, it's like you cut them in half and smash the halves yeah, together. It's like you
0: glued them together, and it's it's like
1: something you would see. I. It makes me think of uh, Justice League Europe. Yeah, where it's yeah. just like everything's terrible yeah, and falling apart. Amazing oh as no! It is macabre. <laughs> yeah,
0: but. Um, that 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 image as a kid fucked me up, sure. and it fascinated me at the same time. And I had to like so. Now I was like buying all the issues to figure out what happened. Um, but they they faith they they basically gave up they on trying to tell the cartoon show. They said we're just going to do our own story. We're going to tie in the toys as we go because we're still getting money from uh, Hasbro and, and Bandai or Hasbro and and, and Takara to market the toys but we're going to tell our own story and so they did these amazing stories of like Near the end, the Transformers do the one thing that, of course, they're never supposed to do, which is they band together in a unified alliance to defeat the cult of Unicron. Mm. So the Autobots and the Decepticons, like there's this other famous image that I'm not going to Google right now, where the current leaders of the Autobots and the Decepticons in that series of run, which are Fortress Maximus and scorpionock which are the two city headmasters, are like shaking hands. Oh, and it's okay. like the end of the trance of the Cybertronian War is the the panel for the, the, the front page of the comic. Um but they ran that 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 runs until eighty seven. There was a very, very brief Two to three uh, season, like maybe twenty, thirty comics. Transformers Generation Two in the early nineties, and I remember it was so dopey and it was mm. so over the top. It was it was done by some of the guys that did Punisher because oh, okay. it was still Marvel. And I remember the caption at the top is like, "These aren't your daddy's Transformers," and oh, then the comics sounds, itself was trash. You that know? sounds like
1: 1992. Right,
0: yeah. right. So then, Transformers kind of goes away. It becomes Beast Wars. There's a period it, of time where there's.
1: Let's see. Should this one have? Yeah. Uh, attitude? <laughs> or should it be extreme? Yeah, yeah, exactly. and Those they are went, your two they choices. The
0: extreme stamp. So the robot. The cars to robots transformers largely goes away until there's a resurgence a resurgence of interest. Oh yeah, I remember around... Beast Wars. Beast
1: Wars was great. Yeah. Beast Wars was great. It was it more had its... CGI looking.
0: It was all CGI. Yeah, it had yeah. its own time and place. Um, it was a product of the time, and uh, I just I, I never have anything bad to say about Beast Wars because I never watched enough of it to have an opinion on it. Did they have, a,
1: well. They didn't have the same names. Like Wheeljack would make any sense. They was it like names Optimus Prime or no, something like the, yeah, that. It was
0: Optimus Primal. <laughs> Primal. That's yeah. what it was. The 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 characters Aptimus would have been better. Yeah, it would have been. Uh, however, there was no. It wouldn't. There there were fantastic names though, as they matched up like Beast and and human character names. Um, but so
1: Optimus Primal. Primal. Yeah. Yeah. Silly.
0: Yeah, his his tagline was that he would look at the like look just off the camera, and he would go, "Well, that's just prime." And it's like, "Oh my god, <laughs> I watch this show." <laughs> um, so around um, ninety nine, I think it was ninety nine or two thousand. Uh, Pat Lee and uh, the, the actually Pat and and then I think is I think it's Don Lee. It's like, the two of them are brothers. Yeah. They have Dreamwave Comics. Don's middle
1: name is Hen.
0: Yes, exactly. Don Henley. Yeah. And then he... Yeah. Um, The two of them put... uh, They had already founded Dreamwave Comics before the Transformers come come along. uh, Before the Transformers license comes along from Hasbro. But them getting the license for Transformers to to redo the 84 Transformers... um, Ah, uh, gotcha. It is the thing that relaunches 20 um, somethings, 30 somethings nerds' interest in the retro aspect of Transformers. Oh, okay. It's the thing that makes everybody go, Remember Transformers? Transformers <laughs> were cool, right? And it's like that dialogue begins all over again. Um, it is because they decided to tell this story where the Autobots never get off of Earth. And they, at a mm. certain point, there's this giant battle and all of the Autobots and the Decepticons get stuck and frozen in the ice somewhere.
1: Oh, right. And,
0: okay. Yeah. And so they, yeah. they pick up the story, finding the Transformers collectively in ice and they're slowly uh, thawing them. And that was the
1: origin in the movies, wasn't it? Didn't they, they
0: borrowed that for the movie. Yeah. yeah. They borrowed that element for the movie. Um, but in in the comic book in, in the in the Patley uh, Dreamwave era Transformers, they're all in the ice and they're all mm, coming okay. back and stuff. And in the beginning, they're mindless automatons because they're being controlled by these guys that have figured out how to hack the Transformers brains. But um, there's two that they do like one like saga, like a six episode saga, and they wrap up that story. And then they use that as the springboard for a second six episode saga, which all of a sudden mashed up characters from all different corners of uh, the past, almost at that point, 20 years of Transformer storytelling. Right. And they were like, here's this character who doesn't show up for another eight years. He's going to be hanging out with the Autobots. Why the hell is he here? You know, here's this character who was designed by Unicron. Why the hell is he here? And they they had, had so much success with those first six episodes. Like they sold like hotcakes. Mm. And those each one of those original comics is like $8, $10, $12, which for comic books is, you That's know, pretty chunk. much. Yeah. yeah. Um and it just it everybody came back and oh,
1: Transformers really fucking yeah. I remember Transformers <laughs> really cool,
0: right? Um and I I, I will also say um the um the transformers um dreamwave run is primarily um one second here there we go it is primarily responsible for bringing front and center as a comic book artist don figueroa so don figueroa had done interesting he had done fan art and customs of transformers through the late 90s yeah but it wasn't until he or and and it wasn't like licensed stuff it was just it was just he was a nerd just like the rest of us nerds that like to do customs and do comic books but it was him getting hired on to do the character designs for the transformers that resulted in Basically, the most iconic and now common look oh, to Transformers today, sure. where all of these characters now, they, if you look at the characters for long enough, and this was Don Figg's major contribution to Transformers, was he came up with this hybridized look between the Michael Bay kind of tinfoil crunchies Transformers and the nineteen era 1980s all rectangle boxes Transformers. Yeah. And... His shtick, his thing, his like central thing that he does amazingly mm-hmm. is that he breaks down how the Transformers should transform into all these minuscule working parts. Oh. And
1: yeah. then he
0: draws them, beating the daylights out of each other. <laughs> and it is jaw-dropping. It is awesome. so good. Because like th- it was like I-, I remember when they got to the point where Don Fig was doing he was doing this this bit where, of course, because every, one of the things that they've kind of decided on collectively as comic book writers is that any time that a weird universe wide schism is going to happen, it's because UniCron is involved in some way, shape, or form. Oh, okay, he does stuff on a universe scale the same way that like Galactus or Doctor Strange does things on a universe scale, right? Okay, where yeah. it's going to impact the multiverse, right? Um, so um, he had a run. On two Transformers series at the same time, he was doing the art. Simon Furman was doing the writing. Okay. Simon Furman, who I mentioned before, yeah. had done Marvel Transformers through the 80s. Yeah, The marriage of Don Fig and Simon Furman together, Simon writing and Don writing was amazing. It was a match made in heaven. Huh. Simon Figg... Um, Simon uh, uh, Simon had a uh, Simon Furman had a perfect understanding of all of the lore and the story universe and stuff, and Don Fig had a perfect understanding of how these characters should look when they're interacting with each other. And they did two separate runs at the same time, right? They did Transformers Armada, which okay. was a kids comic book. It was the the cartoon show was catered to kids. Okay, okay? yeah. Okay, and then they did the Transformers ongoing for Dreamwave. Okay. At a certain point in Transformers Armada, Galvatron from the other comic book shows up.
1: Oh. And he
0: says, you're not supposed to be alive, Megatron. And he shoots him. And (laughs) the kid's Transformers Armada comic book suddenly gets really dark. Whoa. (laughs) Right. And and then uh, in the other series, in the main series, they get right into... um, we got to figure out where Megatron went because Megatron has died in, in this G1 story, right? Yeah, yeah, And so they get back into that same, like, dimensional syncing and probing. And one of my favorite panels is, and I'm not going to be able to find it right now, but one of my absolute favorite panels is that there's a scene where they're trying to pull characters back out of the multiverse again. And Huffer and Pipes, are standing over, which are like the two mini trucks that used to carry Prime's trailer around. Oh, They're okay. standing over this Optimus Prime that you don't recognize. And um, Prowl and Ultra Magnus are like, did you get them? Did you find Prime? And they say, yeah, we got an Optimus Prime. It's just not the one we know. Oh, and it, was whoa. Like, oh it was so cool. It was so neat. It was so nice. neat. Yeah.
1: Um, so... Transformers multiverse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. and it,
0: they they they've then played with this multiverse aspect for for many years. The the thing that really sucks, and the thing that I'm really frustrated about, is that the guys that created Dreamwave, um, particularly Pat Lee, um, turned out to be a real jerk, Ooh. and he squandered money from his comic artists. He did not pay his talent. Mm. Um, one of, Don Don Fig has like kind of horror stories about trying to pay his rent at the same time that he was doing um, numbers with the Transformers ongoing. Yeah. And so Pat Lee is a name amongst Transformers fans that collectively gets a pee every time that he gets mentioned oh, okay. because he was so up on himself for the fact that he had saved Transformers and he was the heart of Dreamwave. Right. And, and, and when it turned out that he was cooking the books and he had bought a Porsche with the money and stuff like that, it was the fandom collectively turned on him 180, and mm. Dream, Dreamwave went
1: oh, very, wow.
0: very quickly. Um, out of the ashes of that came the IDW Transformers Ongoing, okay. which is now going to this day, and I still have yet to finish reading it. But they, the new Transformers Ongoing, including the series Transformers Lost Light, has done some of the most amazing storytelling. I've read chunks and bits of it, and I have some of the comics, but I don't have the entire series. Yeah. Um, But one of the most amazing things that they did, and I'm I'm like seriously looking forward to reading this, is that there is a point, they tell the story so far in the future that the Autobots and the Decepticons have realized that there's no reason to fight anymore because there's other horrors that are going on in the galaxy. And so Megatron becomes an Autobot.
1: Wow. And
0: not only does he become an Autobot, but he chooses to become an Autobot commander because he looks at the number of Autobots that have been lost or died or or have been distributed throughout the galaxy. And he's like, you need good leadership. And I am the only one capable of being the leader that you need me to be. Because with Optimus Prime gone... um, how else are you going to do this? And, and the, the other...
1: He did a Magneto. Right,
0: right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, he basically did a Magneto because there's a period of time where uh, Hot Rod, Rodimus Prime, from the 86 movie, is yeah. in command of the Autobots in the comic books and they just keep dying. Because he's Mm. too full up on himself. And he's very like, well, I don't know, you know, well, we, we save these people on this planet. And they're like, yeah, but there's dead Autobots in the med bay, you know? Right. And so that's when Megatron takes over. But, um.
1: Wow, interesting.
0: Yeah. So I, at some point I want to finish that, but,
1: uh. Yeah, IDW has become the, uh, and I, and also Dynamite, but IDW is really like the, the licensed,
0: yeah uh yeah.
1: ip comics
0: right you you give your and saturday morning breakfast cartoon property to idw and they, and they do genius stuff. they
1: do pretty good work yeah yeah they I do. Sh- the, all the all the idw stuff i've picked up over the years i've been really pleased yeah. with
0: yeah i got a I got a buddy I, I'm, I'm gonna say this and I'll, I'll pass it back to you um i got a really good friend of mine who i've been friends with going all the way back to the for the the message board and forums era. a guy named josh um josh burcham He's a friend, a long time, kind of distant friend, sort of relative, uh, you know, acquaintance of mine. He did, he does these hyper stylized images of the Transformers. And um, he's done one shots and and bit pieces and stuff like this that for the comics over the past few years. But then I think last year, two years ago, they made him the primary um, artist on the reboot the comic reboot of Beast Wars to tie the comic Beast Wars in with the Transformers ongoing. And so all of his stuff looks amazing, but it's perfectly stylized to the fact that it's monkeys and rats and right. and gorillas and stuff with robot guts inside of them. And his his um his art style perfectly lended itself to that. So as soon as I saw that and having been friends with him for so long, I was like, go Josh, go! so proud of you. you know? <laughs> it's like yes, you know, that's awesome. you achieved success. I'm so happy for you. That's really great. Yeah. So that's that's Transformers, the comics in a nutshell. Yeah. Primarily with a focus on the the Dreamwave era, because the thing is, like, with the Dreamwave era, they did great things with the storytelling, mm. and they set up so many. I remember the last summer before Dreamwave shut its doors they had set up five different like offshoots they had set up they were going to tell a story about the micromasters which were tiny autobots and decepticons which were built during the dark ages the dark period of cybertron when the autobots and decepticons had left cybertron and cybertron was running out of power and so in order to conserve power the transformers slowly began to shrink themselves in size they set up the MicroMasters. They set up the Hunt for the Predacons, which are a series of beast combiners that turned into Predaking. And, and Predaking has his own little sub-fandom in Transformers. Predaking is to Transformers, what Boba Fett is to Star Wars.
1: Ah, okay. Um,
0: they set up the core series, and then they set up Armada. They tied Armada into the original series, and then they set up um, the, uh, the Matrix quest. And there were these five different stories and I was like ready for all of them and I knew that Pat Lee had been an absolute son of a bitch and hadn't paid his talent Mm -hmm. but at the same time I was like give me more
1: give me more right 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 and then then it all went right
0: and then they started into the IDW series and I read the first three mini series of of the IDW series and then I've read bits and pieces of lost life uh, lost light and, and the Transformers ongoing, but I have not come back to it. And I, I feel like some of the, the nerds that I've recommended this podcast to that are much younger than you and I are going to go, You haven't finished them yet? You know? <laughs> I'm fine with that. I'll, I'll, I'll own that. So, yeah.
1: Transformers Comics.
0: Okay, I'll shut up. <laughs> fun.
1: All right. So my... Um, it might be my last one. I don't think... I don't okay. know if I'll do this other one or not. All right. Um, but so Hawkeye... Uh, as we record, has not finished yet. Oh, yeah. yeah, um, yeah. It's it's December 19th, and right. so the last episode is in a few days. Yeah. Um, the Hawkeye TV show borrows very, very, very heavily from Matt Fraction's um, run in about 2013, 2014 or so. <laughs> and... Uh, the artist, Dave Aha, Aja, A-J-A, uh, his art absolutely informs everything about the show, as okay. much as Matt Fraction's writing. Did. Okay. Right. Um This is where the tracksuit mafia comes from. Oh, okay. Right. The right. Russian mobsters who right. are, like, annoying his neighborhood. Okay. Right. Um And... The thing, the one that I love out of yeah. all of this is issue 11, okay. which focuses on Pizza Dog. Oh, nice. Pizza okay. Dog is the star okay. of the episode. And and each issue on the front page, it would say <laughs> Clint Barton, aka Hawkeye, became right. the greatest sharpshooter known to man. Yeah. Blah, and then a recap. Right. On this, it says, Lucky, a.k.a. Pizza Dog, became the dog of the greatest sharpshooter known to man, Hawkeye, a.k.a. Clint Barton, after being rescued from his Trek suit-wearing, bro-using, vaguely Eastern European, completely abusive owners. (laughs) This is what he does pretty much every day because he is a dog. (laughs) That's awesome. And throughout this issue, um, it is from a dog's perspective. Look at this and oh,
0: dan's got the comic open in front of me i'm looking at it with him right now
1: like this, dan this, has
0: told me about this by the way various times this is my first time getting a chance to see it this wow
1: and it's this is so great it creates a new language yeah a new language of how to read <laughs> this a comic is so good because instead of because if you're a dog yeah you're eyes are not your main this. Yeah. source of information right your brain is stored your,
0: other elements of information it's about. your
1: God. ears and your nose wow. is where you get everything this it's is your nose so and then your ears and this so, so good. as you see uh yeah. he's he's looking at clint and kate and mm-hmm. they're arguing and and on the margins. Yeah is Lucky's ideas like, oh, he does this bow arrow thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, He, and it's what he associates them with. Smell of coffee. His certain, uh, his certain mug that he uses. What his uniform looks like. and, dog food because mm-hmm. that's the one that feeds him yeah yeah right. and a hand because it pets him right right and kate oh yeah she does that she right. drinks this coffee cup right she gives him pizza, pizza. right uh, smells nice yeah smells also nice. smells like drink gives Has kisses drinks. yeah and what is that what is right. his kisses right and and, and then a also heart, loves his affection yeah right. and he goes down and then uh, there's an arrow pointing at his nose. Yeah, so oh, what that's great. Smells. And it shows a
0: cutaway of the dog skull. This is so cool.
1: And he passes each apartment, each apartment's door. And he's right. like, okay, in this one, I smell yeah. candy. Right. I hear water, water dripping. There are babies. And I hear babies. Blocks. Baby yeah. toys. Okay, oh, this in this so one, there's a guitar playing. Right. Uh, sounds like a bike. Mm. Okay, this one, I smell coffee. Right. Um." There's music, music. playing, right. uh, and I a have computer. an idea yeah, of, right.
0: I hear this. The humming. Yeah. And then
1: this one, that guy's not there. Where did he go? Yeah, right. And it's just all these things this where if you is so were a dog, great. this is what you would associate this is with. So, oh, look at the baby puppy. It has puppies, too.
0: If, if you're out yeah, there in, in comic book world, you need to buy this now because it has a baby puppy.
1: And he goes up on the roof because this little puppy's like, oh, no, the there's puppy. trouble. There's trouble. Oh. And so Lucky follows the puppy up to the mm-hmm. roof. And the neighbor who is missing is oh, dead on wow. the roof.
0: Oh, wow.
1: And and so it's this dog. Look at this. And it's like sniff, sniff, sniff. Right. Smells poise. Smells death. Yeah. Alcohol. Alcohol. Cooking. Grilling. And the guy, right? And then, okay, I also smell beer Beer. and Clint, and I also smell someone I don't know
0: bullet, gun,
1: I smell gunpowder,
0: right?
1: And makeup, or yeah, yeah, and it's just and
0: he starts to put it together. And he and the dog
1: starts solving the mystery. Oh my god, this is so good! It goes by by the dumpster, right? And it's it's all the smells, and it's all using the the
0: nose to solve it. Oh, this is it's all the
1: smells from the building diapers, Gatorade. Uh, Pencil, And he's able to track it back coffee to. Coffee shavings. Yeah. Pizza, pizza, pizza. Right.
0: Because what is he. Re- what does the dog remember? But smells. Oh, this is great. Yeah. And sounds, smells and sounds.
1: And. And when the people talk, mm-hmm. there's, okay, here's a word balloon. Yeah. And it's Clint talking to two cops. Yeah. yeah. Avenger. Avenger. Right. Question. 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 Few. Few. Question. Right. Because uh. a
0: dog does not understand anything other than like up, done. Yeah. yeah right. Up, Stay guys. out Trouble. Yeah.
1: Thank you. Stay out. Trouble. Yeah. Right. Not strong. Good good boy. boy. And it's just the (laughs) smile. And the smile. Oh my god, look at his smile. Oh, it's so sweet. And it's just it's the all of the information you get are what a dog. How a dog would would be able to
0: figure this stuff out. Yeah, right. And
1: over the course of the issue, the yeah, the dog uh (laughs) spends (laughs) some time with the puppy again. Right, Right. Uh Crosses the police line, starts sniffing around more, sees the main villain of the arc. Okay. All
0: right.
1: And a couple of tracksuits. Right. Tracksuit guys. Mm -hmm. Attacks them. Mm -hmm. And one of them, the dog and the guy, fall Fall off off the the roof roof together. Right. uh, And then wakes up Mm -hmm. in this house, groggy and runs away. Yeah. Confused. Okay, what do I hear? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's, uh, what do I hear? What do I smell? What do I see? Right. And finds his way back right. to Clint. Right. Um. And, yeah, finds his way back to Clint and, uh, and Kate. Okay. And then it's in the previous issue. Uh-huh. Uh, issue 10, Clint Mm -hmm. and Kate had gotten in an argument and Kate leaves for LA.
0: Right. Yeah. Cause I remember this is where the, uh, this is the part that I know is Kate in LA.
1: Yeah. 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 And so parallel to that Mm -hmm. at the end of it, uh, you go, don't know. Great. Hawkeye. Yeah. And so she's outside. She goes, come on, lucky. Hey, Hey, and Lucky Goes with Kate and all they're the, in the way car. across to the other
0: side of California. Yeah, they're in the car headed for California. Yeah.
1: But it's an entire comic yeah. from a dog's perspective. That's so good. It's uh, so solving good, a murder.
0: That's so good. Yeah. Can and I also I'll just it's also point so out good. I the love art, it. I the love art it. on the dogs and the puppies. The, this is this is Herge tintin oh yeah yeah snowy it looks like this tintin, is yeah, yeah this is borrowing from the book of how to make a dog cute yeah right? yeah yeah, very much and, I swear, and the
1: expressiveness on yeah, the puppy yeah
0: yeah i i swear like herge and and however he learned how to make dogs look like just charming and adorable yeah it's yeah it there's very few times that i've been reading comic books and i've gone oh a puppy.
1: <laughs> you know, it's,
0: that is a dog. That nah, comic book artist obviously did not know how to draw a dog, but this is supposed to be a dog. Okay. Right. So thumbs up, you know. Yeah. But that that's just so charming. That's yeah, great.
1: you immediately went, Oh, it's a puppy. Yeah. And and I mean Matt Fraction is part of you know, the the talent couple. He yeah. and Kelly Sue DeConnick are just two yeah. of the best writers in the business. Right. right. But David Aha just elevates A good story to become an exceptional comic. Right,
0: right. Yeah, his
1: art is just out of this world. That's so cool. And uh, my only—I was telling Aaron earlier—my only complaint with the Hawkeye series is that they didn't give Dave Aha a million dollars.
0: Yeah, right. They really should
1: have given him a million dollars.
0: His name should have been on the the writer for the Disney show. It's yeah.
1: it's his style, right. his art, and they should have just said, backed up the truck and right. dumped out hundred dollar bills. Here's all your money. Yeah. Um, but you know it's it's Disney and it's Marvel and comic books have a long history, as does uh, Disney and movie studios <laughs> of not of not people paying people. Yeah, because yeah. you're a contractor. Not. Yeah. yeah. Well, anyway,
0: we are at. Uh basically well, a second episode.
1: Yeah, well why don't you, <laughs> you want to do a third episode? Nah. No? Why don't okay. why don't you talk about Dark Empire All right. and we'll wrap it up All
0: right, Alright. So I'll do Dark Empire because we, we started on it and then I, I totally got distracted. And um, you said it
1: was what a six issue run?
0: Dark Empire is six issues. It's, or was
1: it a whole series?
0: It's it's its own mini series. Okay. Right? End to end. Uh six six issues, ninety-four to ninety-five um cam uh tom Vietch and cam kennedy um it occurs during the era of star wars before there are prequels before there are yeah. sequels uh during a time when the only thing that was really was, up i in, mean it
1: was before they re-released the first trilogy
0: this is before the first or trilogy back even, in
1: the trilogy
0: yeah this is so this is before they even re-released the first trilogy to theaters when right. they did the digital editions today, right, yeah, right. yeah. So this is like
1: there was no remaster, there was no edited, no. there was no, no. changing the young right. nub song. Right. The star, the the Death Star didn't have a ring, right? Yeah, <laughs> it yeah. was just the original. Everything yeah. was the original three right. movies, right? And the. Yeah. tv shows and made for tv movies that right. no one talks about
0: right them. right right droids and and the ewoks yeah.
1: and ewoks battle for endor <laughs> yeah
0: yeah exactly yeah. which if i remember I correctly, see,
1: droids i seem to remember enjoying the cartoon was, it was it was it was sweet i don't remember it did you hardly know that mo- the ever.
0: holiday special uh, the featurette, the, the animated featurette in the holiday special, introduces Boba Fett. Yeah, before Empire even.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. I always thought that was kind and of neat. I like, the, neat I
1: like the style of that little cartoon yeah. because it's, yeah. it's uh, it reminds me of like um, the heavy metal movie. Yeah, it's, it's that very like, heavy Lucy, Like yeah. it looks kind of Italian Nearly or French fluid art
0: style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And Boba Fett's gun in the animated bit of a holiday special later becomes the Mandalorian's gun. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: yeah. Awesome.
0: Um, so,
1: so that's the, so that's what you had. Yeah. That's all you had. And, and, uh, the holiday special and the Ewoks movies and droids. Once they aired in the eighties, they're like, let's, let's put these to rest for a little bit. We're just going to forget these happened. So it's three right. movies, that's all you have.
0: So I'm gonna verify something real quick here. The the thing the the matchstick that came out of the darkness for um uh Star Wars was um Heir to the Empire, which is yeah. a book by Timothy Zahn.
1: Yeah, that was and, the first big
0: right. novel. Right. And it's um let me see here. I was trying to find the date when it got released because that kind of helps. I
1: want to say like 92?
0: Here we go, 91.
1: 91, okay. Because I Um, remember reading it in fourth grade. Right.
0: It's released in 91. Instantly becomes a New York Times bestseller. Sure. Um, Everybody is like, what? There's more Star Wars? And it's like actual voluminous Star Wars where like you're going to tell me about what happened with Luke Han and Leia. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I want to find out about this, right? Yeah. And... um, I'm not going to spend the next five hours on uh, the <laughs> Timothy Zahn trilogy because we will be here until the sun rises. But yeah, um,
1: that's that's a whole nother thing.
0: That lit everybody's interest. They're like, "What? Yes, absolutely. Tell right. me, tell me more." You know, it did exactly the same thing that now, decades later, um, uh, Filoni and Favreau, uh Realized was the intelligent thing to do, which is let's not dial the the, the timeline knob all the way forward. Let's just go five years forward, mm. so we can see some more of the direct impact of the emperor dying, the empire collapsing, etc. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And let's let's explore the repercussions of that. So you've got the the. Um, the, uh, it helped
1: that you you wouldn't have to rely on de aging technology yeah. for a book. Yeah, right. Exactly.
0: Yeah, you just jump, like, jump right into.
1: Here's it. Luke. He looks basically the same. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: right, right, right. Yep, and and uh, you could you could just write. You know, Luke Skywalker walks into the room, and you move on. Um, <laughs> but um, so Why that... Did,
1: uh, Timothy? This this book's great, but how come every paragraph? Starts with, and he looks the same. Yeah, right. Why do you, that's. <laughs> Is that something you wanted to, un- you were trying to highlight something here?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, Timothy Zahn predicted the CGI use of characters because he wrote that all of the characters had a smooth, almost oil on the lens sheen to them. No, that's not true. No, that's true. Um, so the, the, that trilogy, that mm. novel trilogy um, comes out People are obsessed with it. Um, It runs 91, 92, and then I think The Last Command, the third book, comes out in 94. Okay. Parallel to that, the Dark Empire comic book is being put together um, by Dark Horse Comics. The thing that's really cool that's in the opening to Dark Empire is that in the liner notes, they say, you know what the funny thing is? Timothy Zahn is writing this book. We were putting this comic book together. It wasn't until we talked with Kathleen Kennedy Uh of Lucasfilm that we realized that we were telling two stories that happened in the future of Star Wars. And Kathleen Kennedy said, if you make this minor tweak here, and you make this minor tweak here, you can tie these two stories together. Which begins the Star Wars expanded
1: universe. Uh The the pre... Take that... Angry fanboys whose yeah, childhoods yeah. were ruined. Ugh, yeah. but what about the canon? Right. The canon that Kathleen Kennedy gave you. Yeah,
0: yeah. She was there from the start. So he's um, off. So they stitch the two stories together with the, some little narrative book ending. But then Dark Empire is amazing to me for three things. They accomplished the same thing in a trilogy style um, epic. Uh-huh. In in six short comic books. About the same size as a typical comic book.
1: Yeah.
0: One. Two. Um, they um, The art is absolutely gorgeous. And I'll, I'll show you some of the art here. The art is um, mixed watercolor and acrylic. Which is not oh. a thing that you would think of doing for um, comic books. Much less a Star Wars comic book. And yet... It is, um, it is amazing. Um, yeah, it sounds this. like
1: something for landscapes, maybe not uh, lasers and right.
0: But yet, it works incredibly oh, well yeah. because the thing That's that great. the thing that they did was that the lasers, the explosions, all become these water droplet like uh, lesses more yeah. additive color uh, to create this. It, it, what what it does is it, it creates the the appearance it's, of movement yeah. um which is something that Star wars is filled with movement so yeah. to capture the image the, the visuals of movement without having it on the screen
1: and it's and by it's I mean it, the reason that drawings and comics work so well is when it is abstracted right and right. why cgi blockbuster movies always the climax is always a mess of pixels right and this pile you know this blob is crashing into this blob
0: yeah yeah
1: but if you know this art that you're showing me it it's not it doesn't have all the little yeah it doesn't have all the texture
0: one of the things it's
1: just the atmosphere yeah of Explosion. One of the sky. One of
0: the things that adapt. that Rogue One, Solo, Rogue One and Solo do really well yeah. is that they have and it, the the visual effects artists that were putting together the spaceship scenes had a good understanding of dynamically juxtaposing the color of the spaceships to identify the good guys and the bad guys. Yeah. So you didn't have to know. That this was an Imperial Star Destroyer that was built by the Kuat Drive uh, Yards, (laughs) you know, five years before, and you know, was a descendant of the Venator class Star Destroyer. You just know, pretty white spaceship. And then when they cut to the pretty white spaceship, there's bad guys inside, right? Grungy, dingy-looking piece of crap spaceship with people in tattered suits, you know. And And, so,
1: and something else that they did in in uh, Rogue One, mm -hmm. especially, is they're like. You know, it's a lot easier to spot spaceships Mm -hmm. if the background is space. Yeah, yeah. instead of a planet and clouds and fire and explosions or whatever, yeah, and dogfights of spaceships flying in front of spaceships. Right, just show the ship. Use the negative space of. Space, right, right, and inky black space, and right. Then, oh, here's your 20. You, you there's a scene where they're all coming out of right. light speed, mm-hmm. and it's you know, zip, 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 yeah. zip. Here's yeah. 40 ships show up, right, right, but you can tell each of them distinctly, yeah, right, because the background is black. They're taking advantage of, of the fact that it's the
0: star war, <laughs> yeah. and yeah. not
1: the in front of a big almost the same color planet. Nebula.
0: Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. It was just
1: very well done. The
0: Dark Empire guys really got it in terms of the idea of how to juxtapose spaceships against space. Yeah. So I'm showing Dan this panel and one of the things that I really like about the spaceship scenes in Dark Empire is that these guys completely abandoned the idea of black is black and gray spaceships are gray spaceships and they used... All sorts of colors to illustrate their spaceships. Yeah. So their spaceships were just dingy green and uh-huh. blue and, yeah. and bits of orange. Yeah, and
1: just depending on the lighting and how much of it you're getting. Right. But there's and then, there's blue, there's yellow, there's green. Yeah. Yeah, it's great.
0: And then the background the background is is all these kind of watercolor nebulas and stuff. And I'll show you. This is one of my absolute favorite lines in um uh the Star Wars expanded universe. And my biggest hope. My biggest hope is that Book of Boba Fett uses it. Okay. I don't know if it's going to use it. But in Dark Empire, Boba Fett returns. And he goes, greetings, Solo. And then Han Solo goes, Boba Fett, but you're dead. And Boba Fett says, the Sarlacc found me somewhat indigestible, Solo. <laughs> and I'm, I have been waiting for years to hear him do that. Because it's such a great line. Yeah. So I'm really hoping. Because this scene... I remember being on Nerd Messenger forums and people were like doing their best to like get their like old like cool picks two cameras to upload on their fifty six K Bod modems. They're like Papa Right,
1: is back! You right, know? right, right. Yeah.
0: And everybody was just so viscerally oh, man, excited. That's awesome. Yeah. Um but yeah, so there's these um <laughs> Dark Empire sets the precedent for a whole bunch of stories um that are now canon, and also um, these these bits that became a wider part of the expanded universe. Um, the chief bad machine, because you know it's always you know there's always a super bad machine in right. Star Wars, <laughs> are the World Devastators, oh which gosh, are are giant um, uh, industrial furnaces that eat up the raw material of a planet. Let me see if I can get some better shots here. Um, Of course not. Let's do that. There we go. So the world devastators um, eat the material resources of a planet. And they spit out hundreds of ships. That's their thing. So you send the world devastators into battle.
1: They're like the sentinel mother mold.
0: Right. And you position them over a planet and you have them just harvest the resources and spit out TIE Fighters. Yeah. Wow. And and they did that at the same time that they have Luke finally decide to go to the dark side. And Luke,
1: oh wow.
0: Luke decides to follow a path that has been laid out for him in clues into the core worlds where he finds the MP- the emperor's cloning vats. And where he finds oh. the emperor himself trying to restore a new version of himself, does this sound familiar?
1: That sounds very familiar. Very familiar. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah,
0: there is there is so much that got lifted out of Dark Empire to write the Rise of Skywalker. Huh. So much. Wow. The Sith Wayfinder, the the path pre laid out, the breadcrumbs to get yeah. the characters to Emperor Palpatine. Um, Emperor Palpatine's whole... cloning vats, trying yeah. to recreate a more perfect version of himself. Yeah, it's all Dark Empire. It starts there. That's awesome. And and um, it's it's uh, Dark Empire has it has the spaceships. It spends a whole bunch of time introducing new spaceships. Yeah, it spends time honoring the fact that in the heir to the Empire and the Thrawn trilogy that. Han and Leia had just had kids.
1: Right, they're right. now
0: they're now writing the story, and when they have dialogue between Han and Leia, Han and Leia are looking at each other and going, "I don't think we can do this because we're parents now. Why the hell are we fighting?" Right, and they're right. like, often in the in the comic book, they're like, "Lando, you got to do this. First. You know, um, <laughs>
1: call one of our single friends right, to take care of right." Us.
0: They 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 explore. Ever so briefly, but you can tell that it's in there if you're looking for it as a Star Wars fan. They explore the fact that the Empire has collapsed because mm-hmm. the Republic, the New Republic, has Star Destroyers. And basically all they've done uh, is they've just hastily painted giant New <laughs> Republic symbols on these Star Destroyers. They've, yeah, right? they've just and rebranded. Right. And there's this line that gets dropped somewhere where they're like, you know... Well, Lando drops this line where he's like, "Well, you know, the one good thing that the Empire did after Endor was they abandoned all these ships, or something like that." You yeah. Know? Um, they huh. uh, they introduce they don't introduce a lot of new characters, but the the probably the coolest thing is what they do with the characters that 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 make up the core. Hmm. Um, it is all it also introduces a concept. That never really gets visited that much further anymore in Star Wars, which is Leia is also a Jedi. Leia also has force powers, right? And she has and,
1: these capabilities. Yeah, they were all people got all bent out of shape in uh, Number Eight, I yeah, think. Yeah, Last Jedi. Yeah, but in in Jedi, they're like, oh well, I guess he he you know luke left oh well and mm-hmm. he's like no there's another one his yeah. sister right yeah and vader's like oh yeah your sister and mm-hmm. it's like they're and, setting and to it up and anakin like, skywalker, skywalker the also... fact that
0: there's another force user yeah. it's like that's big yeah yeah, yeah. so they finally like, explore oh, that okay. yeah they finally explore that to its logical conclusion in dark empire because who's the only person that could turn luke back from the dark side under the mm. control of the emperor Leia. Right. Who shows up with a lightsaber and she doesn't do a lot with the lightsaber fighting, but she basically shows up with the lightsaber lit and she's like, it's, it's, it's me and my family or your stupid pursuit, Luke. Choose what you want, you (laughs) know? Yeah. And so Luke's like, oh, I can't fight you. And, and, um, he turns the power of the dark side against the emperor again. And, Ah, and, you know, it's, but it's, um. Oh yeah, and the other cool thing is that the the planet that the world devastators are deployed on Earth. is Admiral Ackbar's oh. home planet of Mon Calamari. Oh okay. So it's chewing up the one of the largest allies of the Rebel Alliance. Yeah yeah yeah. yeah. It was um it's it's amazing it and it sounds it's only, pretty
1: monumental. I'll it, have to uh, seek that out. I'll, I've I'll look for I've that.
0: got it. I'll see if I can let you borrow it. I think it's only like twenty thirty dollars. Uh, on, yeah online. yeah. I'll find but um, it, it is a. Uh, it. Um, you can see so many bits of it in, uh, Disney Lucas. Yeah. If you know where to look for it. <laughs> Disney Lucas. Right. I like that. Like, um, in, in Rebels, which is done by Dave Filoni and, and John Favreau. Um, right, right. They, they included, um, these harvesters that basically looked like the world devastators and had the same purpose. Oh, okay. Um, in um obviously rise of skywalker borrows from it greatly yeah um there is a a uh the star killer base in force awakens has the same multi across multiple star systems planet killing weapon that the emperor's eclipse class star destroyer has okay it is just there's just so many little drops in dark empire that then get picked up by writers and and people that love Star Wars for their on down the road. So,
1: Heck yes. Yeah,
0: that's my that's my Dark Empire spiel. If you haven't read it, go read it. <laughs> it is it is an indelible like deep uh deep groove piece of of Star Wars, and you read it and you go, oh yeah, they did that here. Oh, they did that. Oh, this is where they got that. You know,
1: very yeah. cool.
0: Yeah, very cool that's
1: all I got and uh, yeah, I had two others, but they're they're wildly popular and so <laughs> they don't need help but uh, one is um, uh, Kingdom come oh, yeah, yeah. by Alex Ross did the uh, the art uh, and it was written by Mark Wade mm-hmm. where it's an alternate world and it's in the future and it's uh basically the new generation of DC heroes okay. are two. They're, they're just too extreme. And all they do is fight. And it's okay. like, ugh. And so the older ones are like, we need to stop <laughs>
0: We need to relegate.
1: <laughs> and, and it's one of the... I love the ones where they're like, what are we going to do? Mm-hmm. I know. And then Plastic Man shows up right. and does something unbelievable mm-hmm. and saves it. Or right. Green Lantern comes out of retirement right. and does something unbelievable right, and saves... Right. It. Like, I love the... You know, when the cast of hundreds of yeah, years. Right. And and Kingdom Come is a great one for that. That's cool. And the other one that is wildly popular is uh, from a couple of years ago when they rebooted X Men. Okay. Um, House of and it's House of X and, and um what was the other one? It was House of X and Blank of X. Okay, and they it was a twin series of and I uh, powers of X and I know it's powers of ten. Oh right, right, right. Of course, but uh, it was a twin uh, parallel mini series. Mm -hmm. I think six issues each. Right, and it rebooted the X Men, put them all on the living mutant island of uh, Krakoa.
0: Okay, all right,
1: and 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 just totally upset the the checkerboard of what that corner of the universe is right right. and such an insanely you would never see it coming redefinition of a long time x-men character
0: okay Right.
1: I don't want to say what it is because when right. you read it and you go, <gasps> like, right. you, I it's want to preserve that, that gas. Yeah, okay. It is such a gas. okay, right. and it makes you go back to the '80s and go, yeah, oh, <laughs> that's that's why, right, right, you right. know, and yeah. and go back to the '70s and like, oh, okay, I mean, and it's like it's a things, super tie like it's that. It's retroactively okay. Oh, so that means... But then that means... Oh. <laughs> oh, oh so there's it's, a... Okay. It's a whole thing. Oh, neat. Oh, and, and by making... Uh, basically, the mutants decide to... They're like, you know what? Humanity hates and fears us. Mm-hmm. Fine. We're going... We're taking our ball and going over here. By the way... Here's life-saving drugs that you can only get from us. <laughs> Recognize uh-huh. our country and you can have them. Nice. And they're like, ta-da, we're the dominant force on Earth. Holy
0: crap. Oh, wow. And that's They're nice.
1: just like, we would love to get along with you. Uh-huh. Be our allies. Right. Be our friends. Right. But you need to understand we're the dominant nation on Earth.
0: Yeah, yet. right. If you've chosen not to... We're going to be over here. You yeah. Be, yeah, right. And it's,
1: it's just wild. That's it's, cool. It's just, a, they changed everything.
0: Oh, that's super neat. I'm and really, that's one of the things I've always loved about um, X-Men is that I've always loved when, when Professor X is like, you know we have to maintain this delicate balance with the humans, but now I'm super curious about this one because and if it's, he
1: leads that decision,
0: I love that idea. Oh, I totally yeah. got to read that. It's, now. Yeah, right. yeah,
1: Powers of X okay. and House of X powers or of X po- and House of X. Powers of Ten. Yeah, yeah. Right. Oh,
0: that's cool. Uh,
1: yeah, and it's it's uh, like I said. I think it's six issues each, and obviously okay. there's a trade paperback. Right, right. But yeah, that and that kicked off uh, the last. Uh, I want to say it's like 26 months now mm-hmm. of the line reboot. Everything that's went cool. back to number one.
0: That's cool. Oh, and, that's super neat. And
1: then a few months ago, mm-hmm. X Men went back to number one again okay. because they had the the gala, the Hellfire Gala, this huge oh, party, neat. and they voted for who are the new X Men, huh. who's, who's the team of X Men. Interesting. And everyone okay. voted, and they're like, okay these like seven people uh-huh. that's the and so like issue one with these people mm, it's really really cool that's it's cool. just very smart and it's such like they're doing the lord's work over there where it's like that's super neat now what if we took this and did this and then the and they're like wait a minute we have cerebro <laughs> and we have this person with these powers and we have this person with these powers right if If these five work together Mm -hmm. and Cerebro is maintaining
0: tabs (laughs) on
1: all the... We could do something very interesting. Uh. And it's... It's bananas. So
0: it's taking advantage of the existing mutant powers and the yeah. technology that they've introduced and to do right. And it's like okay.
1: sideline characters that no one's thought about for 15 years. And you're like, <laughs> hey, remember that yeah, one?
0: Yeah, right, right. We could use that. Oh, that's okay, cool. Okay, yeah. Oh, that's oh, cool. Oh, it's, yeah. it's so that's great. That's so neat. That's, it's, that's yeah, super neat. It's fantastic. Yeah.
1: So cool. yeah, so like I said, two wildly popular things, Kingdom right. Come and the Cross X-Men Max. reboot. Okay. Especially the first chunk of oh, it. No, those two, those two miniseries that that right. did the reboot, and okay. then from there, all the monthly started. It's like right. pick your favorite people, right, and right, read about Right, them. right,
0: jump off. Yeah.
1: Oh man, it's so good. So That's cool. But yeah, so that is uh, that is two hours of our some of our favorite story arcs oh, um, from the big two, and a little bit of uh, others. Yeah, uh, you know IDW and Dark Horse and. Right. So yeah, Um, and I think you have the patented closing music now.
0: Oh, I do. I do have the patented closing. So this either.
1: is this has been the Dan and Aaron Rama, and uh, we'll talk about something completely different in two weeks. Exactly. Bye,
0: bye.
1: Bye.